to bet it all. This is Bet MGM Tonight, live from BetQL. Then day, Nick Ashew, final hour. Bet MGM Tonight. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on the Odyssey app. You're catching us nationwide on the BetQL network, wherever it is that you're listening. However you do that, always appreciate it. Lots of ways now. Not one way anymore to watch a show or listen to a show. Uh, we got Jacoby Brissett out there for Washington, Anthony Brown out there for the Ravens. So we're going down the depth chart just a little bit for these teams. You're going to maybe the fourth-string quarterback for the Ravens. But Anthony Brown, 4-4 four four and a touchdown pass already. Ravens up 21-17 on Washington. I mean, Josh Johnson, 10-12, 145 yards, two touchdowns. Those two were probably battling for the final quarterback spot on this Ravens roster, Denton. And, I mean, listen, so far they're all looking pretty damn good for this team. Yeah, they're moving the ball down the field, and they're uh, doing their absolute best to make sure the streak continues for Baltimore. They're, they're fighting. Nobody wants to be the one that uh, that is the new trivia question, right? We found out the answer to the old trivia question, which is who was the last Ravens quarterback to lose a game in the preseason? Matt Schaub and some random guy from North Carolina that hasn't been mentioned in these conversations in years. Well, Josh Johnson doesn't want to be the new answer. Who was the first guy to Bryn Renner? I had to look it back up. Bryn Renner. Sorry. Bryn Renner. Renner. Yes, that's who it was. And Josh Johnson doesn't want to be the new guy. That's in a couple years saying who snapped the streak. It was Josh. He doesn't want to be that guy. So, and Anthony Brown wants to do a solid for his teammate. Yeah, the Ravens are. I mean, look, they can sit there and act like they don't care. Oh, by the way, Terry McLaurin ruled out for the rest of the game with a toe injury. Uh, they're saying x-rays were negative, which is good, but he did limp off the field. So I would expect him to be held out of practice. The only thing you hope for, I'm assuming when x-rays are negative, that means it's not turf toe, right? Like I'm not losing my mind here. Isn't that how it goes? You X-rays will show you turf toe or no? Uh, I'm not a doctor. A Are you a doctor? Question. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I got four <laughs> eyes, but I'm not a doctor. I don't think – I think that rules it out because it's a crack in your toe. It's a crack in your big toe. So an X-ray would show that, and that's what turf toe is. So I think that means it's ruled out. I can hear you clicking away. So I know you're looking yeah. this up and using the Google machine to help figure that out. But – that would likely be the case, which is a good thing for Washington. You probably won't see him. He's obviously not going to play in the third preseason game, and it's not really going to no. matter. But, like, there's big expectations for this team this year now in terms of at least this offense being a lot more capable. Scoring more than 20 points a game, that would be nice. But Sam Howell, 19 of 25, 188 yards, two touchdowns. Got a 123.4 QB rating. I mean, he looks good. He looks like a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. The problem is, is we know that it's not all Ravens starters that are out there. But, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of praise even coming from the Ravens side about how Sam Howell has looked in practice when they've gone up ones against ones. So you're seeing more than that. Like, this isn't even going to give you the full picture. But the thing for me and any fan base of any team that hasn't had a, a long, beautiful relationship with an awesome franchise quarterback like the Patriots or the Packers or you know now the Chiefs are going to be there or whoever right if you've been the fan of a team that has a quarterback carousel every year you think somebody new is going to be that guy man I mean I remember John Beck was going to be the guy in Washington Jason Campbell and Patrick Ramsey and Danny Werfel and my god um, Jeff George Uh, I mean, go down the list. Tony Banks was there for a while, and that's only a few. Josh Johnson was there for a short time. Nobody thought he was going to be the franchise guy. But, you know, this is is at least something to keep an eye on is what Washington looks like early in the season. If the market doesn't adjust to maybe an offense that is better than expected, 
and Washington still sees themselves as, you know, decent, you know, they're dogs for the first, I mean, they're, they're, they're favorites against the Cardinals. But if you start seeing early in the year where the line reflects a team that's maybe worse than what we're seeing on the field, you can kind of jump and get some value on Washington, at least to cover through the first few weeks in some of those early games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'd be hard for the offense to be worse because you said Sam Howell in the first yeah. half, granted not against the Ravens starters, 188 yards. If you look at the game log of Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz, they were struggling to get over that number in full games, Nick. So as long as this offense can move mm-hmm. the ball and score more than you know two touchdowns on a consistent basis per week with a couple of field goals, this should be an easy over bet for the uh, the Commanders and, and hitting that six and a half because the offense, like it, it, it technically it can, but it really can't get a lot worse than what it was last year, and the defense should be significantly better too. Yeah, I mean, so they're they're three and a half point dogs at Denver week two as well, which, I mean, we're sitting here looking at this as a Denver team that should be better. Um, You know how I feel about Denver, and they're making me look like a (laughs) fool so far. But they've got the Cardinals. They're three and a half point dogs uh, at Denver. You know, obviously there's some lines for all these that we can grab. I'm trying to – everything's moving so slow for me right now. It's driving me insane. But you got the Bills week three, right? And they're five-point dogs against Buffalo. So – I mean, maybe there's an opportunity there where they steal one at Denver and they at least cover and they keep it within a field goal against Buffalo and the offense looks better than expected. You're Then you're at the Eagles. Then you got the Bears and at the Falcons and at the Giants, the Eagles again. Like, it's not really an easy start. It's not an easy schedule for Washington other than the Cardinals in week one. Yeah, it would have been great to have Buffalo in week 15 because we know after Thanksgiving, yeah, that's yeah. when they really start to fall off a cliff there. They just uh, – the Josh Allen experience goes from a decent quarterback putting up really good numbers to Superman, and Superman is never a great uh, philosophy when you're trying to win a game late in the season. So the way their schedule stacked up, not great, but I, I still like that number um, for Washington. I like the number for Baltimore too, nine, nine and a half I think is what I saw it at. Mm-hmm. Like I – I think that's a fair number, assuming that Lamar Jackson stays healthy. And I don't know about you, Nick. I guess there are some outliers, like Tua is is the obvious one. I usually don't go yep. into to betting season totals as thinking of injuries. Like, I'm not expecting Lamar to get. Like, Tua's an outlier because it's sad, but it's true. Like, I'm not expecting Lamar to get hurt. Right, like I'm expecting him to play 17 games, so if I, that would be my betting philosophy there. The issue with that, though, and like I, I get that because most of the time you can't predict injuries, right? But there are some players where you just kind of that feels like the norm. Lamar Jackson right. has been that way over the last couple of years. We talked about Anthony Davis earlier. Anthony Davis, you expect him at some point to miss time from some type of injury, and unfortunately with Tua, that that's something that you have to expect too. I, I mean. It's also concussions, and they're going to be more cautious with him if it looks like he may or may not have a concussion at some point during the season. God forbid that happens again. But, like, that's that's a real thing to think about. So that's why, honestly, for me, when it comes to the Dolphins in terms of, like, their actual win total, I would just stay away. Like, it's just not worth it to me because there's too many variables. And there's too many other teams where you can at least be a little bit more comfortable and go that way. Like, yeah, Baltimore's at 10.5. I'm a lot more comfortable with Baltimore at 10.5 and their ability to just – hopefully stay healthy with Lamar Jackson being comfortable out there on the field, right? Like we know, we don't know, but it's pretty much whispered 
Lamar Jackson could have been out there at the end of last season. Like, he was healthy enough, at least come playoff time. But he knew that, hey, I right now don't have a long-term deal, and it's going to be a risk for me. So, and I don't blame him for that. But, you know, you go to teams like the Falcons, who you're looking at, you know, eight and a half wins. And I, I like, I'd rather take the over on the Falcons to maybe just sit there at nine wins. Um, you know, there's maybe, uh, I mean, Cincinnati's sitting at 10. But you know what I mean? Like, there's just, there's so many other options you could go out there and, and look at this close to the season now where I probably just wouldn't mess with anything Dolphins-wise just because that is a very specific, very common uh, trend with injuries when not every other team has that. Man, the Dolphins put me on a six-week sweat last year, Nick. I mean, they, <laughs> they started like eight and three, and I had them at eight and a half on the win total, and they proceeded to lose like five of the next six games. And they finally got over that eight wins in the final week of the season, but I was looking at this and I was like, please, I know two is hurt. But one of these quarterbacks just has to make a play. Like someone on the defense of the opposition has to sneeze the wrong way. Like like someone, please just let them get one more win. It was it was aggravating watching that for the final six weeks of the season. Yeah, it's um and the the thing about the Dolphins too, that could be the best offense in the NFL. I could. That could be the best offense in the NFL if everybody can stay healthy. If well, if Tua can stay healthy. I mean, I, I just God, I watch them and say, there's just so much there. I not even from a betting perspective here, right? I just I just want to see what they would look like with a full season yeah. of two out there at quarterback and all those wide receivers, you know, and then the run game that they've got on top of that. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's just there's there's I want to just eliminate as many variables as I as I possibly can. I'm like scrolling through other win totals here. Hope, we're hoping to get uh, Patrick Everson on here at some, at some point, but if not, we only have five minutes left in the segment, guys. So I, I, at this I, point, I see him. You know, he's waving I, at me. He said he's ready to go. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't <laughs> have him in front of me at all here, guys. So uh, okay, well, I not in front of me. So we got we got some things going on here clearly. But oh, there he is, hey Patrick Everson. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, we only have oh, five minutes goodness. in the segment, so I'm going to go. We're going to have to go quick Rapid this time. Fire. They give us hard outs, and they don't. They don't. They don't let us go over our time, and it's the worst. I'd rather yep. talk to you for twenty minutes than go to break. But oh, it's fine. Uh, quickly, you're, we'll do. We'll do. What we can here because uh, I'm a little concerned, man. You're a Broncos fan. I was really high on the Broncos coming into this year. I've been praising Sean Payton and saying that he's going to get Russell Wilson back to normal. I don't know, man. I'm a little concerned. You concerned about those Broncos? I'm always concerned about those Broncos. I'm an eternal <laughs> pessimist when it comes to the Broncos. So uh, hopefully, I'll get better. Look, the. You have to think that they're going to do better than last season. They played a bunch of dismal games where they made a bunch of bad decisions. Clock management was horrible. Uh, they couldn't score more than like 10 points a game. I think we talked to several times that there was a point or two, like 13, 14 games into the season, where if they just averaged 18 points, they would be like 9-2 and two or 10-3 and three or something ridiculous like that. So you got to think that's going to get better. But look, the problem is you've got... Patrick Mahomes, 500 miles to the east in your division. You've got Justin Herbert over in Southern California in your division. Um, it's just going it, to, it's it's an uphill climb. They should be overjoyed if somehow this team is in the wild card conversation. Where is the money for the New York Jets? Like, are people, because it feels like nationally, at least on television, everybody's riding the Jets. Mm -hmm. Where are the gamblers yep. placing their money when it comes to New York? Yeah, well, Hard Knocks is facilitating a lot of that debt, and it's uh, <laughs> it, look, there's you can't get around it. We talked a little bit about this last week on the show, and 
uh, look, it's definitely having an impact. Every after after each of the two episodes so far, episode three coming up, there's been a, a big rush on the on the Jets, not just on Super Bowl odds, but regular season win totals, uh, the yes no to make the playoffs. But look, that's not where the sharp money is. And I had one odds maker tell me, a longtime Vegas odds maker tell me last week that hey, the the you know, only about a third of tickets and a third of money are on the Jets when you're looking at both the regular season win total and the yes no to make the playoffs. I'm sorry, a third of the tickets on each side, a third of tickets on win total, third of tickets on yes, no to make the playoffs. But that one third contains a fair amount of sharp action fading the Jets in both of those markets. I'm sitting tight until the regular season gets a little bit closer and I'm thinking taking no on the playoffs and maybe even no on that win total as well. Ooh. Or under on that win total Ooh. as well. I just feel like there's a All lot. Right. I mean, you got Buffalo, you got Miami. New England is not a slouch. I know. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting. You're lucky Ryan's not here because he would throw up in his mouth if he heard you say that because you know how much he loves his Jets now. So it would be I know. it would be devastating for him. I only got like two minutes here. I, I want to jump sure. into just some Heisman with you real quick. Uh, sure. Where are we seeing the money go in terms of the just the Heisman outlook before the season starts? Right. Well, obviously Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio State wideout, is a pretty popular play. You can still get him at BetMGM, though, at 20-1. to 1. He opened 25. He's into 20. He's number one in tickets uh, by a couple percentage, by a couple points over uh, over Joe Milton. And he's number one in, in money, just narrowly over Joe Milton. But Joe Milton's odds have stretched out a little bit from 20 to 25, while Harrison has done exactly the opposite. He's gone 25 to 20. Uh, yeah, he, so Harrison is definitely a very popular play. When you're talking BetMGM, looking at uh, you know tickets, Harrison, Milton, Williams, obviously Kalen Williams, the defending Heisman Trophy winner and probable number one pick in next year's draft. He's third in tickets. Money, Harrison, Milton, J.J. McCarthy, uh, the Michigan quarterback, he is third in money. Liability, Harrison, Milton, J.J. McCarthy. So even though Williams is, is third in ticket count, he's at that very short price, 5-1, to one, not creating the, as much liability as some of these other players that are uh, have, have, a little, have their odds a little more stretched out. I'll tell you what, man, the J.J. McCarthy hype is starting. They're talking about him now being not just mm -hmm. a first-round pick, top five, maybe top ten in the, in the NFL draft. So it was, teams need quarterbacks, and it takes you – know, Michigan has a great season. That guy's going to be – he's certainly going to be in the mix. Wish we had more time, buddy. Sometimes uh, machines don't work well for us, but it's always good to see you. We'll talk next week, and we'll have a full segment next time, my friend. No worries. We jammed a lot into a little. I appreciate your patience. Thanks a lot for the platform. Have a great week, gentlemen. Patrick Everson, senior reporter, Vegas insider. He's the best. He joins us every week. Uh, yeah, the Jets are quite popular. It's amazing, Denton. It's funny what TV can do, right? Suddenly everybody wants to jump all in because Aaron Rodgers is, uh, you know, just spreading the love around there. The minute that offensive line has a bad game, though, when he gets sacked five times and they lose by two touchdowns, it's going to be a whole lot different. Deami Brown now being evaluated for a concussion. Fantastic. No more starters or even backups out there for Washington. Jeez. Bet him, Jim, tonight.